Welcome back to Let's Get Married, the wedding and event podcast. Episode five. Five. How's it going? It's good. It's nice to see you this weekend. I know. It was so nice. I feel like we have to take advantage of the weather and being outside as much as we possibly can right now. I know. So Sam and I sat with Tony and Joel and Brody as well. (laughs) We're the important ones. (laughs) We sat at an outdoor beer garden together, which was so fun. Yeah. Love a fall flight. Yeah. And so like in our area, they just kind of had this like really cool new brewery that opened up and they made it very Oktoberfest-y. So it was fun. It was good music too. Good music. They had a cool food truck going on. The food truck seemed good. They ran out of Oktoberfest, but that's okay. They did. It was fine. Did we have pumpkin beer? We did. It was good. You know how I feel about pumpkins. You, yeah. How many pumpkins do you have on your deck right now? I don't have any. She doesn't have any pumpkins. How many moms? How many moms do you have? Um, I have two like huge moms, but also just for like the record, my patio is like not that big. (laughs) So like two moms suffice. So I don't think, I don't know if I ever told you about the wedding that I did last November. They had the most beautiful mums. It was huge. I love mums. They were insane. And they were beautiful and white. And that's what I keep saying to Tony. I'm like, we should have done a fall wedding because you could just do mums and save a lot on Yeah, they're so affordable. (laughs) All right, what are we drinking, Sam? So today, I recently went to Montauk with some of our college friends. So we went to Wolfer Estate. And this is a red cider. So I've had like their rosé ciders and they I think they have like a white wine cider but I've never had a red cider before so it's cute it's in like a really cute bottle it has a cute label um, we put some paper straws and it also a great alternative for when we were talking about episode one covid friendly drink options cute bottle serve it with a straw so yeah it's definitely got like a little bit of a cider flair to it it does um, but it's interesting I like it I like it too I like that it is just grab and go. It also yeah. makes the line at a bar so much faster at a yeah. wedding. The grounds at Wolfer Estate look beautiful. Oh my gosh. And I was like so obnoxious. I mean, I feel like you go there really just for Instagram. Let's Do you? Be real. <laughs> <laughs> and of course the wine. It's gorgeous. It was so nice. I want to go back mm. like every weekend. I like this. I don't know if I've ever had a cider. So a lot of non-beer drinkers, I feel like, go for cider, right? I, yeah. So I... Beer is, like, not necessarily my favorite, so I used to kind of start off with beer with, like, a cider. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, like, how I dipped my toes into the beer world, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's different. I like it. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. We are talking all things bridesmaids today. We're going to tell you the history of where the bridesmaids come from what Sam did with her bridesmaids and then we are going to go into the coordinator's belief in bridesmaids their role and how you can be good to them yeah so we will start out with the history now how much of the history of bridesmaids do you remember from Thursday trivia oh my gosh it's been a minute so I need a refresher for (laughs) sure okay so bridesmaids come from the days of when domestic workers surrounded a bride it wasn't actually friends or relatives at all it was actually maids they were servants of oh my gosh someone now getting that married. like makes me rethink asking my friends right <laughs> that's right? crazy totally and it's it makes sense where the word bridesmaid right. comes from right 
So they were there to cater to the bride's every need during the wedding day, and they would dress identically. We chatted about this in the last yes. episode. They would dress identically to the bride, even have veils. So the evil, evil spirits. Yep, exactly. So the evil spirits couldn't discern between the bride and these other women. Got it. So I hate when I hear people say that they are dreading being a bridesmaid. I feel like it's like a thing. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to, I got to ask to be a bridesmaid. Well, I feel like, okay, so here's the thing. One, I'm the complete opposite. I've never been a bridesmaid and I am dying to be one. <laughs> like my friend Caitlin, she was so funny. She's like, I'm not asking any of my friends. Like it's the worst. It was like, no, I, I want to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> like ask me. Like, so I think I'm the other extreme culture, right? 27 mm-hmm. dresses. I talk about, yep. Okay, I had a so note they, for like, about 27 they dresses. They create this, create this stigma with, bridesmaids that it's it's always the best friend that's never dating anyone that's never gonna get married any of this stuff so there's obviously the financial aspect but there's always I don't know I just I don't like the stigma around it in Mm -hmm. general it's true and then also there is the oh groomsmen just get to have fun and be drunk and they get a pass and don't have to do anything right there's so much pressure on women surrounding a wedding wedding and you might not even be the one getting married i know i know (laughs) it's almost it's almost like asking your best friends who had no intention of getting married it's not their wedding to really take kind of part ownership and like what you're doing and and dive into it with you right it's true i have such a, a my pet peeve is when we hear about someone getting married and then someone will say to either that person's sister or their best friend and say, you have to plan a wedding now. No. First of all, I loved planning my wedding. I think well, my bridesmaids hated hearing about my wedding so much. But, but that's why they have the podcast exactly. now. Exactly. Mary is the safe space. So. so how many bridesmaids did you have? So I had three. I tend to keep a closer circle on um, that's just like how I am but three very close best friends Joel did his um family okay um so we kind of wanted to like compliment just a small group mm-hmm. yeah so I actually asked my girls really early on um my whole thought process is, is like you ask your your the people you're asking have obviously been there for you in some capacity or or, or however in your life and you really you trust them, you believe in them, they're loyal to you, you love them, um, and you want them to be part of your day, right? And you know, you know. Who those people I mean, are. you know before you get even engaged, like right. these are my these are my people. Mm-hmm. I asked them actually right before my engagement party, and I oh fun yeah. So we, as we kind of talked about, like had a really really long engagement, about two and a half years. Hmm. So we had our engagement party probably within the first few months of us. I would say like six months after we got engaged just Mm -hmm. to kind of keep things going and have fun so I ended up asking all my girls prior to that I asked one of them during like right before I kind of stepped aside with her and asked her during the engagement party oh yeah so it was nice and it made them I feel like it made the engagement party even more exciting right um and I put a really cute box together so I did like a champagne flute and like made it very personalized with a picture and like fun little bridal tchotchkes awesome yeah I love that do you feel like you, did you feel as though you had to have the same amount of people as Joel did? Yes. You did? Yes and no. So I actually asked my, so I, I was supposed to have four. 
Okay. And something happened, like it just didn't work out really where, you know, and that, that was fine. But mm-hmm. I was actually going to have one extra person. Okay. Um, but I did feel pressure in a sense because Joel keeps a larger circle than I do. <laughs> so he's like, I don't have that many friends. I don't want to ask that. So mm-hmm. there was in the beginning kind of like that back and forth um, to keep it relatively the same. Mm-hmm. But I don't think... I mean, that was just my opinion. I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, 10 versus 3 is weird, but 5 versus 3 is not weird. Right. And, I mean, if you both have big circles, Mm -hmm. go for it. I I think the larger it is, the the less extreme the significance looks on either side. That's true. That's a good point. Or however they're going to stand. Maybe they're not even standing up next to you. Right, right? because I always think about when does this actually matter for the recession right. or some photos. So obviously we know that you are a planner no. and you love to plan. I'm kidding, yeah. And you love weddings and you were excited to plan your own. So how did you go about bridesmaids in the sense of what did you expect? What did you want to take the lead on? What did you have other people take the lead on? How did you navigate the whole thing of sure. a, bridal, a sure. bridal party? So... Again, I think that everyone asking your best friend has to come to the realization that it's not their wedding, Mm -hmm. right? It's not your best friend's wedding. And while you want to hold hands with your best friend and want them to be so excited with you, you cannot or really should not be putting a lot of pressure on them to be doing X, Y, Z for your wedding. Um, So I really came to the table with, I knew pretty much everything that I wanted because a neurotic and B had everything already <laughs> planned. The bridesmaids really didn't have to take on much except planning the bridal shower okay. with my mom. So my mom kind of took ownership of that with them mm-hmm. and kind of the bachelorette. But I also planned pretty much my, my bachelorette because I wanted, again, neurotic, wanted things, what I wanted to do. We we're going mm-hmm. to like a different destination and I wanted to make sure I like checked all the boxes of what I wanted to do. And you chose the destination. You didn't leave it up to your girls, no, right? No, I did, I did choose the destination. Um, originally, I was kind of contemplating letting it be up to them. Um, but ultimately, it was like personal decisions that I kind of felt like I need to go to this place and I need to have a great experience mm-hmm. here. So like, let's all go. Yeah, makes um, sense. Yeah. So I really took on pretty much everything else. So I wanted certain dresses. So the designer was a little expensive. So they got to pick exactly the style that was for them. Um, but I, I helped contribute to the dresses because I didn't want them to feel, one, financially obligated that yep. they needed to buy something that they probably won't wear again mm-hmm. um, just because I wanted it to look like that. And your colors, I, and I'm curious how you would describe the three colors, because they were in different colors, right? How did you navigate allowing them to match perfectly and who got to choose that brighter one or how did you navigate that yeah so my maid of honor was in cassandra was in like a mauve color okay um so kind of like that dusty pink Mm -hmm. um and then megan and carrie my other two bridesmaids were in more of like a maroon color um and it was velvet so like if it hit the sun a different way it kind of looked a little bit darker or brighter Mm -hmm. um so i kind of went around it that way and they both like the colors paired very well. They did. The uh, styles paired very well too. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like I, I wouldn't want my best friend. Like I don't want them to feel like they don't look great. Right. right? I want them to feel just as great as I do. Mm-hmm. Look one hundred percent. Feel one hundred percent. So pick your style. Be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I made you choose this designer. So like I'm gonna help you pay for it. Makes sense. Thing. And what designer did you say? Jenny Yu. So beautiful. 
And what did you do about shoes and jewelry? Yeah, so I, they all wore their own shoes, okay. kind of within the same color, but so their dresses were down to the ground. So like, it didn't really matter to me. I didn't, whatever they were comfortable with, they have to wear them all the time. And mm-hmm. I provided flats for them. And I think yeah. a lot of them ended up changing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, jewelry, I ended up gifting them for part of the wedding gift. So I got them their earrings and their necklace. Hair, they I paid for hair and makeup. Okay. Um, Which is the only way that you can guarantee bridesmaids to do hair and makeup. You can't force anyone but into also, it. Like, so again, going back to like... I want them to feel exactly how I feel. Like, right. I want you to feel 100%. Like, I'm dragging you through all this. Like, you know, we're all here to have a good time. Like, obviously, I I thought it was the right thing to do mm-hmm. to pay for the hair and makeup. And if you can afford it, by yeah. all means, go for it. And that's the beauty of a smaller group. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was also, like, a great way to, like, all of us get together and, like, early in the morning, right. get our hair and makeup done and have brunch. So I, I did that. I let everyone choose like their own hairstyle with the exception of Cassandra because she had a half-shaved head at the time. Did so. she? I didn't even notice. Yeah. Cassandra, hair down. <laughs> <laughs> but she was great. She already knew that going going into it. That's so, funny. <laughs> yeah. But everyone, I mean, they chose their own styles. They bought their own little clips um, oh, cute. for their like updos. Mm-hmm. And makeup, they all did their own thing. So bridal shower, you said that your mom took more of the lead. Yeah, so it was so for my bridal shower, it actually the venue that we went to kind of had a lot like we have family history there. So mm-hmm. I think there was some kind of event with my my mom's mom and then my mom's best friend had an event there. Mm-hmm. So it meant something for us to go there and my mom really wanted to take us there and I actually didn't know the location until day of. Oh wow. Um so my mom really kind of took care and I think handled most of the financials for that mm-hmm. and they just really helped with decor. There you go. Yeah. I'm impressed that you were able to give up that much control. Because I, not because of you, but because of thinking of myself. I don't know if I'd be able to be like, go for it. That was the one thing. I knew it meant a lot to my mom. And truthfully, I, one, had so much on my plate to deal Mm -hmm. with everything else. And two, the bridal shower to me was and I think we touched on this in last episode more so for like my family yeah it was great to see everyone I had an amazing time but Mm -hmm. it was something that like I knew it meant so much to my mom to do right so I was it was okay for me to like and your girls helped set up decor and think of decor yeah okay exactly and day of I think they were there a little bit earlier helping set up right um so yeah so they they took on I would say the main the main tasks that I had them do was really the bridal shower and and then for the batch party, they I basically pretty much determined where we were staying, handled the Airbnb, and kind of made like agenda items into where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to like this rooftop hotel. Um, they have like a cool pool and a bar, and spend like the day there. We were in New Orleans. But I feel like they have like a lot of like ghost things, so I like <laughs> scheduled a ghost tour because like why not? You so, love like, spooky stuff. I do. I'm like a true <laughs> crime junkie. So we were at Madame Lavoie's house, which was really cool. Mm. So there were certain things that like I felt like I need to do and I really wanted to do while I was there and then they kind of filled in the gaps. As for the wedding day, what did you feel like you expected from your bridesmaids and what roles did they have during the actual day? Honestly, I would say probably the only thing that I expected that was just really to like, I was so nervous. I don't like attention. I mean, some people might find that shocking if they know me, but I really like, I like to be like, more of 
I don't like all eyes on me. It's not how I am. So I was I was truly nervous and mm-hmm. it was just really outside my comfort zone. So just having them there and I mean Cassandra was amazing. like she Cassandra knows as like she can just look at me and she knows like I'm anxious right now. So okay. like it was great just to have them there and really just like tune into like are you okay? Like is there anything? But other than that, I mean that's that's why exactly we hired a coordinator is yep. I didn't want my mom, my dad, my my bridesmaids to worry about anything else except having a great time, eating, drinking, and being on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And Cassandra's one speech exactly at the top of reception. Cassandra and Carrie had a speech. Um, oh, Carrie spoke too. Yeah, okay. and that was that was it. That was it. Yep. Um, it was so funny. Joel and I we went to go practice our like thank you speech that we did towards the end, mm-hmm. and we ended up walking in on Carrie and Cassandra like practicing their speeches. Too. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah. So besides <laughs> speeches and really just being there for me mm-hmm. that was it that's what i'm about to go into that yeah. is what you're supposed to do do you remember when the power went out no. the morning of the wedding no you don't even remember that you guys had just gotten there and you just went into the bridal suite and i'm doing something and the power goes out and i bolt to the door and megan your bridesmaid opens the door and i'm right there and i go I'm going to get the power back on. Don't worry. And she closes the door and she goes, Mia was right there and she says it's going to be fine. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember sitting in the room for a little bit because they had this great you like, were in makeup that chair. chair. Yeah. yeah. I was just, but I don't remember the power going out. It shut and I ran and well, I. you must have handled it very before quickly. Before Megan even got the door open, I was just like right there in the doorway. Ready Mia, to Mia, you're so <laughs> efficient. <laughs> okay. So earlier this year i wrote a three-part blog post for leading ladies which is a size inclusive bridesmaid dress company co-founded by my friend from college gary and they have beautiful dresses beautiful color options i believe they have um, velvet options now too they're selling masks so the website is leadingladiesla.com check them out really beautiful stuff really great options and super affordable But my three-part blog post focused on how to be good to your bridesmaids and how to break away from exactly what we talked about, this notion of 27 dresses that bridesmaids live to serve the bride. It's not the days of everyone wearing veils and hiding from the evil spirits. We've moved on. It's 2020. Although there does feel like there's some evil spirits in 2020. (laughs) That is such a good point. (laughs) But... So basically, there's a three-prong approach to being good to your bridesmaids. And this, every episode I say there's a hill I die on, this is the hill that I die on. This is this is the hill. This is the only hill, technically. Okay. okay. So the first one is all about money. It's exactly what you said, that you decided what you were going to pitch in on and then what you, what you had your girls contribute. So I believe very strongly in, one, taking a beat once you get engaged, So I believe that it's really important once you get engaged to take a moment before you ask your bridesmaids. You might, like you, have these built-in friendships from childhood or your absolute best friend from college, or it might be a little bit more of a complicated situation, right? Sure. Of your fiance has family members who you might feel obligated, you might want to, and that's fine, to have them in your bridal party, you might not. There's situations to navigate that are not always so simple. And with that, gives you the moment to take a step back and say, hmm, what are these people going to have to pay for? Do I want to do a bachelorette that's far away or do I want to do something local? Do I want to do long dresses? Do I want to do short dresses? Am I going to make them 
get all new shoes? Uh, do I expect them to take the lead on planning a bridal shower or do I not want something like that? I think it's really important to lay out what you expect from them from day one. Right. And if you ask the minute you get engaged, you don't even know what you want yet. So how can you tell anyone else what sure. you're going to want from them? That's fair. Absolutely. And when it comes to money, the biggest, one of the number one reasons that people get divorced are money issues. So friendships can work the same way. Do you know how many people you always hear about having issues because of money yeah, discussions, you know? So, and you might think that you know someone's financial situation, but you know, also now with Corona, a lot of people lost their jobs. Yeah. A lot of people's parents lost their jobs. There's yeah. other stuff into play now that we need to be extra careful of strapping anyone else for something that is maybe the center of your universe, but not necessarily anyone else's. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to put it too, is just keeping that in mind. And I mean, I've read your article too, and just knowing your thought process, but having that information set out in the beginning, right? I'm sure will alleviate so many problems mm -hmm. and just issues down the road. Right. And it's great that you knew you wanted those Jenny U dresses, but you knew that they weren't these $99 dress sites yeah. that are out there these days. So you chipped in and I think that's awesome. And like we were talking about hair and makeup, I've been torn on hair and makeup. I have more than three girls okay. and it's expensive. Yeah. And I'm just trying to go back and forth on that. And so I know that if I'm not paying for hair and makeup, I have to be absolutely fine with every single one of my girls saying, nope, I'm going to do it on my own. Or I'm going to go and go to dry bar in town and then come and meet you after. And I have to be okay with that if I'm not covering that cost. It's just sure. simply not fair. I would never want someone to ask me to be in their wedding. And then I'm in a situation, whether I can afford it or not, to turn and say, wait, how much is your hair and makeup artist? Right, sure. I keep hearing these stories of bridesmaids expected to pay for a portion of the bridal shower. Have you heard that? And does that surprise you? Do you like that? I feel like I have heard of that in some cases. From my perspective, I think that it's more of like the bride's family. Totally. With that being said, there are a lot of expectations of the bride's family. Mm -hmm. So who's to say? But I think it's, I think that's a lot to ask of people. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that, like for instance, my mom wanted in a certain venue, right? It's kind of, that's a lot to ask of your bridesmaids. Okay, this venue is X amount. Mm -hmm. Here, let's like divvy up when maybe they could only afford to do something really cute in the backyard, right? right. So I think it's knowing the expectations. Mm -hmm. But I think it is, I think it, it's a hard ask to ask of so much financially from your best friends, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe they have it, maybe they don't, but that shouldn't be the question. They have their own weddings. They exactly. have their own lives. They have their own student loans. They have their own family obligations. Everyone has their own stuff and their own priorities. And some people are really great with money. Some people are terrible. Some people have a ton of credit card debt. Yeah. We don't really know. Nor should you have to. It's not, yeah, it's not about that. Even if your friend like comes from money, right. expecting someone to pay for something is just plain rude. Right? I, I agree. The second part of this is outfits. And you totally spoke my language on this. You want your people to feel good. Yeah. A few folks have asked me, oh, what color do you want me in for the wedding, like family members? And my thing is the dress code for my wedding, as long as it's not white, is 
to feel good. Right. I just want everyone to feel confident and beautiful and themselves. The way you have the most fun at something, the way that you are the best version of yourself is if you feel good and confident, right? Yep. And body image, exactly like you said, is relative. A hundred percent. I might not have a problem with my arms, but so-and-so might, and they might dread a sleeveless dress. Yeah. Then do, I want them to be able to do what they want to do. So I think something great to do is figure out, okay, do you want long or short, give parameters, or like yourself, have a certain designer for them to pick from. Right. And then at that point, give them, give them the options within reason. Sure. And I think, that's, I think that's a totally reasonable ask. And then you can lay things out from the beginning. Do you care if people have bedazzling on their dress? Do you hate bedazzling? Do you hate strapless? You can give some of those rules still, um, but allow people to do a little bit of what they want if you're not doing the traditional, everyone's in the same dress, everyone's in the same color, everyone's in the same material. Sure. This section reminds me of, I actually went dress shopping with my sister. So I asked her to be my maid of honor. She said yes. <laughs> she knew she had to say yes. And when we went dress shopping i had already been wedding dress shopping for myself and i knew that you get in there and you have done some research and you've looked through styles you want to look at and then you get in and it's kind of a whirlwind you either have an hour or for a bridesmaid it may, might even be less but you it's kind of a whirlwind and so when we went into these appointments with my sister also having to be masked and wear gloves and there's yeah. extra things now right I went in and really acted as her manager, and maybe it was the planner in me, but I wanted her to be able to go into the dressing room, take a deep breath, and I would work with the stylist and say, great, here are the five different designs that she found online. We're thinking this style, we're not thinking this, we're doing long, we're doing this color, we're doing all of that. So I wanted to take care of her because at the end of the day, I was asking her to take half of her Saturday to go look at bridesmaids' yeah. dresses. Yeah. And yes, like we said, some of this is fun, but also you're asking someone to do something, period. Right. You should help them out and be there for them. Agreed. Completely agreed. So the last piece of my three-prong approach, which sounds very formal, but really this, I feel so strongly about bridesmaids. So the third section is having a coordinator. Yes. So we know, we talked about this in episode one, that really the reason I started Mary is to take that logistical stress from everyone. And like we said, there's so much pressure on women around a wedding, no matter what role you are as a woman, there's pressure on you and there are roles thrust upon you. I see bridesmaids all the time at weddings hosting a limbo or making sure they have the lipstick for the bride or going off to the bathroom and helping the bride in her gown like be able to use the bathroom that those are the moments that your bridesmaids are there for they are not responsible to turn with your venue coordinator and say oh was the person with the peanut allergy at table nine or table ten mm -hmm. like no that's mm -hmm. not their job and all those agreed. little moments of getting relatives into an uber at the end of the night anything like that it is not their role. It's also not the venue coordinator's role, which is why you need an ancillary person because that venue yep. coordinator represents their venue. Yep. Another hill that I die on. But you need to protect your friendships. It's also that as a bride, you probably expect to be on the dance floor or hanging out at the bar, or hanging out with your friends, 
and having a good time. If your girls are stressed, or your guys, if your wedding party VIPs are stressed, if they feel like they are getting pulled in different directions, if there's an issue with something going on, the first people to be grabbed, to be pulled in with a question, it's going to be someone like that. It's gonna be your sister. It's gonna be the maid of honor. It's gonna be the mom. It's gonna be the dad. It's something like that. It's just really not fair. So hiring a coordinator helps take that away. And I think you hit the nail on the head with that. So if your expectation of your wedding is to enjoy every minute as it absolutely should be, right? Mm -hmm. Why would you expect anything less for your best friends in your party, mm -hmm. right? And so I always say, and again, I tooting me as horn from like day one, but like I always say that getting a coordinator was one of the best moves that we did for a wedding. Um, not just because I'm literally sitting here with you, but because it takes the stress away from your loved ones and mm -hmm. it allows them, like being on the dance floor with everyone that you care about on your day is all that mattered to me, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it matters to a lot of people is just enjoy the day and don't stress. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, someone has to absorb these things. Yes. And I look at myself and I look at my closest best friends and the, the people that are going to be in my party. I haven't gotten to everyone yet, but I look at their roles, their professional roles. They are not event planners. Right. And even if I'm your bridesmaid, I'm your bridesmaid. I'm You're not, not planning your wedding. Exactly. The only person that can coordinate your wedding is someone you are paying. No one is obligated to do this. Yep. I really think that we need to reclaim the notion that being a bridesmaid is terrible. It's not. It should be fun. It's supposed to be fun. I 100% agree. It's all about expectations. I mean, I have everything's about expectations, I think, at the end of the day. What are you expecting your girls to do for you? What are they expecting from you? You need to be good to them. Yeah, right? and I think that's just it too, right? Like these people have likely been through, they've been through life with you. Mm -hmm. Why make this huge moment work for them? Right. What's going on with Mary? So Mary just finished a wedding. I know. Tell us, what is a wedding like right now? It was interesting. I was in a medical mask for 12 straight hours. Mm. I didn't even think of it okay i really was lost in the fun of it all maybe that's because i've been cooped up yeah but there were these moments of it felt like the world was normal which was really nice and it was just under 50 people the entire wedding was outdoors there was a band so there was a great entertainment aspect of things the cocktail hour was just beautiful right on the water the flowers were amazing people who were working at the yacht club kept walking by and and guests of the yacht club were heading out to their boats and they kept turning and saying great job with the flowers i'm like didn't put them together but, but thanks <laughs> they look really they really were some of the most beautiful flowers connecticut uh fairfield florist okay they were awesome but one of the most special moments and you might have seen this if you watched the behind the scenes and if you didn't you can check the highlight under our bio on our Instagram story. We have all of our past weddings behind the scenes. But one of the most the most special moments that happened was when the couple was just finishing up some last photos and they were on a deck that was elevated above the, the rest of the club. And the parking lot was kind of big and so the road kind of swooped around. And at the perfect moment when the couple was just done with their photos, 
they turned and since they had to cut down the guest list the groom had a bunch of friends who weren't able to come anymore and they were in a car yelling <gasps> to the bride and groom and it was so cute because I was messing with something and I just heard the yelling and I also had this moment of oh yeah it's not it's not everyone I forgot this yeah. is a cut down wedding because one it felt so special that I forgot that it was cut down right and two it just was really neat that People did, did like what, like the drive-by birthday thing, you know? It was just a total surprise and so fun. And I kind of got emotional thinking of that these people stopped and also that it was for the groom. I feel like that's like... I feel like it's something that maybe girls would do for girls their... Girls would think more of doing. Yes, exactly. But it was like the guy friend of the grooms, which was really cool. I love that. It was really special. So all best case scenario felt very safe very sanitary we had hand sanitizers everywhere we had ceremony seats further apart than ever it was a beautiful day thank you for listening to episode five all about bridesmaids thanks for getting married with us 